back to David Dobrik's blogs. I, sorry. You were watching David Dobrik. Okay, sorry. We're doing a podcast right now. Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles, a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. Did I say it right? Yeah, I think you did. You really slowed down. I, I had to. I couldn't do it fastly. But you did it. I am Chaz. And I'm Ronnie. And it is good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, we've kept posting one episode per week, but we've had a nice little break here because we just recorded beforehand. You went on vacation. How'd that go? It went swimmingly. Oh, um, yeah. I get because you probably went a little swimming. I did. I swimming. went in the ocean. I had told a couple buddies of mine, I don't think I've mentioned this on the pod, that I will 100% not get attacked by a shark this year. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen. Yeah, so you swim in the ocean, not fortunate enough money-wise to have a pool at your access, huh? Well, we did have a pool, but I'm more of an ocean type. And I said I wasn't going to get attacked by a shark, and I didn't. Okay. Uh, good work. I didn't see a single shirtless pick that you promised. You must not be looking yeah. as good as you had planned a few months down the road. No, I look, back. Aw- I look awesome. It's totally not my insecurities that are coming into factor here. I saw somebody in the Discord ask for those pictures, and don't worry. You will be getting those any day now. You sent a, uh, a text the day before I saw you saying, you're not going to recognize me. I'm so tan. You walked in the next day, and I said, hey, red is not the color tan. Okay, that's... I am a little bit tanner than I was. I will admit my forehead was red. Other than that, I look like um, the tan buff guy in Spongebob. It wasn't even like you used SPF 150. You just used cream cheese. (laughs) You bought a bunch of cream cheese and just slathered it on, and that protected you from the rays of the elements. It did. And I was not talking about Larry the Lobster from Spongebob. Who were you? The buff dude. Whenever they... Uh, David Hasselhoff. That's... Gotcha. Throw it back. Spongebob Chronicles coming soon. All right. So episode 16. You know what I thought you were trying to make a joke at? Do you remember the episode where Spongebob takes Pearl to prom? And there's the uh, the tall, dark, and handsome. Yes. And then it ends up being the guy that kind of looks like me. Oh yeah, he looks exactly. He's like balding, and he's like five foot two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, glasses. Um, classic SpongeBob Chronicles for the second time already coming soon. So, what are we here to do today? We're here to cover Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, we're we're here. We are. We're on the final stretch. Uh, we took that much needed break. We've decided, you know, we're buckling down. We're doing, you know, two episodes a week. Hopefully, we're gonna try and do, and. Finish this thing off. It's going to be crazy, man. We've been working about 60 hours a week, uh, just slaying it. and Yeah, slaying we'll st- a bunch of dragons. And we're still coming to do this, too. I had to put my game on pause. Um, so episode 16, Kyoto Sister School Exchange Event Group Battle 2. Interesting title. What did you think about this episode? I don't think I even have to say what I thought about this episode. Yeah, um, was not looking forward to covering this episode. As I was in the middle of the episode, uh, the thought came across my mind multiple times, which was, and I'll just say that right here, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Um, but ultimately, I was happy for you. I promise oh. I will not be... I'll pro- Going into this, I will not be a sourpuss. If I become a sourpuss throughout the episode, it's going to be your fault. It's going to be because of your excitement uh, 
put a bad taste in my mouth so bad that I'm going to become unlikable. I'm not trying to go into it. It's the panda episode, obviously. All right? It is the panda episode, and I give this episode a five. A five out of five. Okay. Ten stars. Uh, just It deserves an award. I know there was some Attack on Titan episodes that were the highest rated on IMBD. I think this one should be right up there with it. And I will say, I didn't mind the panda stuff. I really found the Mecha Maru stuff really interesting, too. This guy... More to the story, not just a robot, turns out. More to the story, but he is also a dick and calls uh, Panda some names here, which I didn't have a liking to. But well, we'll get into all of it. All right, so we start off. We're back with Yuji and Toto. And we have Yuji sprinting up at Toto, and we get some more sick animation. I know you've talked about that a lot here, but the animation is dope in this show. I would say in the past like 10 animes that I've watched, this is probably my fa- favorite fighting scene slash just any any part of it. It's okay, beautiful. wow, you can put your nuts away. Past 10 animes you watch, calm down. What, you want to name all of them right here? Do you want me to? You had to put a name? Yeah, let's, how many can you name? Go. Oh, fuck. Up, oh. and he's already frozen. <laughs> so yeah, sick animation. <laughs> There's punches, there's twirls, there's all that you could ever want in a fight. And <laughs> Hey, been a couple weeks off and you're right back on the horse. Good good notes and punches and twirls and all that you want. And I like how there's like the little blue energy thing on the outside, so it looks like a like a water twirl. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I love twirls. Speaking of water twirls, I've been uh I've been background watching Avatar the Last Airbender. A lot of water twirls in that, so I felt right at home. Yeah, well, it kind of annoys me that you're background watching. How about you pay attention to it? You could tell me about it. Well, I can. I can still tell you about it because um, so see, it's not actually you know Japanese, so they speak English, and I'm just really good at uh, having a lot of things inside me at once, and so I can uh, yeah, I can I can intake multiple forms of media. At one Me- time, and- you can take a lot of media, right? Meat, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're gonna stop talking about that, and we're gonna get on our way to something about this scene was confusing. I didn't know what was going on, and I, and I needed you to explain it to me. Obviously, I know All they're right. fighting, but their words are just very like they're twirling, they're curling, they're doing all types of stuff. What's the dialogue say? What are they talking about? Uh, Toto is just talking about Yuji's moves right here. This is this is before this is the very beginning. I I think we get a little bit more into that here in a okay. second. But he does say that Yuji is kind of counteracting his moves like way better than he expected, and he's just getting excited. You know how Toto gets, just like last episode. And then he lets Yuji punch him right in the noggin, just straight up in his noggin, knocking around the noggin. Full force, and he doesn't budge. This yeah. is... What is it? I'm trying to think. Didn't we watch something like this not too long ago? Or what? Someone punches someone and they just don't yeah, move? and they just don't move. Or is that just in my dreams? Because I have a lot of dreams where either 1A, I'm punching someone and it has no effect, or 2, I'm getting fucking blitzed and it doesn't do anything to me. Yeah, yeah. You do become somewhat of a concrete wall when you are blitzed because I'm always trying to take advantage of you and, and beat you. And beat you up is what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. 
What were we talking nice about? Nice cock, bro. <laughs> were we- I don't know. I, there was something that confused me, and now I don't remember what it was, and I was hoping you... I just felt like the dialogue or something. Okay, was so you, okay. Then he says that Yuji's divergent fist uses cursed energy that lags behind right. his superhuman physical prowess when it would normally never lag. So he's saying in a normal sorcerer, that's not mm-hmm. happening. And then he says that the average sorcerer wouldn't know what happened if it hit them. They wouldn't even know what's going on, and they would just be left disoriented. So he's saying. If he's doing this basically to anyone else other than me that's at this school, they wouldn't even know what hit him. Yeah, and this is honestly, as of all the moves that we've seen so far, this one is my favorite, the Divergent Fist, just because it makes a lot of like uh, logical sense. I just like the way they've described it. Yeah. To where the curse energy lacks behind. He's also strong enough to where someone first gets hit, and they're like, oh, damn, that's a one mean of a punch. And then they get slapped right behind it with some other curse energy, which they've said multiple times is weaker than his mm-hmm. what he can max out at. And then Toto says, I'm not your average Saiyan, though. That's a Dragon Ball meme. You wouldn't know about it. He says, that won't work against special grades. Will it, besto friendo? Oh, yeah. And then I said, thank God they are only high schoolers and about 16 or 17. Otherwise, that would be a little weird, him saying that. Besto friendo? Yeah, calling him a best friend. Like, if he was the age of 21 or older and he called him besto right, friendo, yes. it'd be a little strange. It took me a second, but I'm with it, yeah. If you guys want to know because what I'm talking total- about, check out the last pod. Yeah, turn out, or check out... Learn a little something, number two. Hope everyone's enjoying that new program we've we've put on. Uh, we're having fun doing it, so I hope you guys like it. We just like to joke around and talk about anything. Yeah. In the last episode, uh, Chad got real mad about people calling people best friends if they were over a certain age. Grow up, Chad. Well, I tell them to grow up and stop saying that stuff. You're not but you're right, they're in the clear because Toto is clearly a 17-year-old boy, not <laughs> not a 30-year-old. He does not look fully developed yet at all. <laughs> then he says that he starts describing uh, cursed energy, and he says that it feels like a stomach, your stomach is full of rage, um, and that the theory that cursed energy extracted from negative emotions. Do you, does that feel the same if your stomach's full of honey buns? You're not gonna, you're not gonna believe me when I say this. The next note I have is, is that what's up with your stomach during honey bun sessions? It's definitely some sort of rage. Oh, I don't yeah. know if he's talking about the same thing, but I would venture a guess, yes. And then he starts talking about the flaws in the divergent fists, and how uh, he doesn't want Yuji to be trapped by that concept. So basically, I'm kind of a little confused here, too. uh, I think what he's trying to say is he's trying to tell him to drop the divergent fist. Yeah, because he's he's saying you can do it against the weaker ones, but if you're going up against a talented sorcerer or a special grade, it's not going to work. Yeah, He's saying it's like this cute gimmick that uh, it's like in in football or something. If you run a trick play, that'll work once, and then it's not going to work again because they're going to be looking for it or something. Yeah. That's, I think, what he's trying to say. What do you think here? You think he's shooting them straight, or you think he's kind of uh, maybe sort of jealous of the move? And I don't know. What do you think? you think he's being for real? 
I think he's being for real. He seems like he enjoys teaching him, kind of. But see, here's where I'm torn, right? I mean, right? he said best though, friend though. Gojo seems all about the Divergent Fist. Okay. Because he's the one saying, yeah, once you develop the cursed energy and then that packs a punch behind your actual punch, it's going to be crazy. And I tend... And I guess it just kind of depends on if you're going to go more guess, Toto or more Gojo here. Yeah. And I guess, too, Toto might... He might not think that he can develop it as much as Gojo or something, too. I yeah. don't know. I'm sure, though... In the end, I think, because I was kind of thinking the same thing. I think if he does, if there's a way to develop it, that it is going to be just like OP as fuck. Yeah. Toto tells Yuji to listen to him while he's getting all philosophical right here. Did you notice that things got like real serious and then we get little flashes of beautiful landscape, like (laughs) mountains, inspiring music. I love those nature shots. They were beautiful. And he says, we exist in this world with our entire mind, body, and soul as a whole. And I started crying right here. So now that you talk about those beautiful shots, I am worried that you uh, you mentioned some things, and I wondered if you were at that part. And I'm once again mad that I think you don't you didn't take your notes uh, good enough. Which part did you want me to mention? When he stops the punch, okay, he's like parallel to the ground, right? He's already he's, falling down, and he stops it. While he's doing like the. Uh, he's the doing limbo. like a limbo. A limbo, yeah. You didn't find that was uh, a cool part that you needed to mention when he stopped uh-huh. the. Okay. See, I've always been yeah. good at limboing, so I don't. Right. Even... You're really good at having ninety nine point seven percent of your weight going one way, and then someone punching you full force, and you still being able to keep your balance on the. That was kind of yeah. just. You thought it was cool. Just kind oh, of. I didn't a, think it was that cool. Just kind of another day in the life of. Jazzarino. Oh, I must have missed that because yeah. I'm blitzed right now. Yeah. That's a that's fine. That's fine. Uh the other notes that I missed because I wasn't sure where we were in your notes. Itadori does a takedown on Todo, and okay. I had to be a critic. I'm very athletic. I've taken down multiple people in my life. Alright. He used his leg as sort of a leverage to bring him down, but he did it around his waist. Way too high. You gotta get low. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because it's all based on a fulcrum system. Mm-hmm. You know what a fulcrum is? Yeah. When no. it's the fulcrum and you it's strap tilts. it and you can like make yeah. some shoes. Because fulcrum, it's no, the center the point of mass. And then when you uh, add weight, it uh, fulcrums to the side of the other fulcrum. Mm-hmm. Physics, right? Yeah. Just wanted to flash my knowledge there. Please continue. Beautiful nature shots. And then he says, it's so obvious we forget about it. Talking about his your soul being one with nature, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of how like. Go ahead and say it. You no. love nature. I, I love nature. It's so obvious that I forget about it sometimes. You're getting emotional about. I it. was getting emotional, and I wanted to get into a deeper discussion with you, but I know you hate nature. So, Yuji says he thinks he gets it now, while blue curse energy surrounds him, and his it's just. It's just so fucking hot the out besto there. friendo moment happens that's totally not homo and says he's coming out in full strength just, and don't die on me. Gotta have some air conditioning. Jesus. And then Toto tells him to rise up to greater heights. So and go humid. And he's straight just, into the OP. Sweating. You just feel kind of... You ever walk in a humid area with a gut full of honey buns? It's just not comfortable. 
We then come back to my main fucking guy, my fucking man, my fucking homie. Hey, will you stop fucking cursing? Mr. Will you say it for me? Panda. Panda. That was all right. You should raise your voice a little. And in another universe, I had to put this line in here. My besto friend. Oh, yeah. In another universe. In another universe. So it's not... I know I'm older now, but I'm saying in a different universe. Yeah. It's him and Nobara. And Nobara is calling out the basic white girl witch about uh, the old fart wanting Yuji dead. She's saying, is that y'all's goal right here? Is this is what's going on? Girl? Sabrina? <laughs> yeah. I got I got re-mad because I remembered how these three came to be at this particular point together. It was when she was sitting in a tree and Panda and uh, Nobara did that horrible song of come down the tree. God, that was terrible. Yeah, that and, and Nobara, she started that song. Panda kind of just went in because he's a nice guy and didn't want her to feel bad. That wasn't him that did that song. I just wanted to make sure you knew that. Sabrina says that this girl has good intuition, but then says, oh, wait, that was definitely Panda-chan that figured that out. And I was like, ah, yeah, he's a genius. He just knows a lot of things. Nobara says she wants to kill that bitch Mai. Whoa. Which came out of nowhere. Yeah, intense. It kind of got me going. And Panda then is thinking to himself and says, that's scary. As he gets hit in the shoulder by a stray blast. Dude, almost started cracking I, up when I thought they just no, sniped that's Panda not out funny, of it. Dude. It was, oh, dude, I, it would have been, I mean, think about it. Think about how funny it would have been if out of nowhere they had just sniped Panda and he was just dead. <laughs> that <laughs> okay, that would be kind of, it would be funny, but I would be pissed at the same think time. Think about the parade I would have had just to make you mad this <laughs> podcast episode. The blast then... We see that the blast came from Robot, and he calls the panda a cursed corpse, which really just grinded my gears that that bastard would try to kill him like that and say that. Sabrina starts talking shit when Panda stands up and says, just kidding. And I was like, oh, he's back. <laughs> oh, I love Classic that. Panda. And then he decks the fuck out of the stupid Robot guy oh, right in his face. Down. You're not up again. <laughs> Hey, you thought he, you thought Panda was gone, didn't you? Well, uh, he's not. Yeah, he's not. You just admit. What that is you going like on him. with this robot, though? Too. I mean, seriously, just all these projectiles it doesn't seem fair. Uh, okay, I was gonna say it seems like his he shouldn't have that powerful of power. Yeah, way too powerful <laughs> way of power. Too way too powerful. Because as we're going to see here in a second, he blasts like radiation shots that look like it's coming from like a nuclear reaction. Yeah. Like leak or something. He's got straight up like tank missiles in this thing. Panda tells him he should focus on Nabara's support. running around with nails. I know. <laughs> that is true. And, and a doll. She's got one of those <laughs> dolls. Nails Pan- and a hammer. This guy's got rockets. Fanta tells him he should focus on support and stay hidden because you are no match for me. I am Panda. He says, though, we are similar. Robot calls him a puppet, and 
as we see that Robot himself is actually a guy in a bunch of bandages in a shitty hot tub hotel slash thing, and he's hooked up to all these wires. I thought it was a dark elf at first, because they kind of play it. They it show you a little bit more. At, what is a dark elf? As the el- episode goes on. That's a great question. <laughs> all I know is the first time you just kind of see him bandaged up or whatever. And in my notes, which is always, you know, my first reaction, uh, or I guess technically my second reaction because I'm a pro- professional podcast. You got to watch the episode twice, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I thought it was a dark elf. A dark elf. You don't know what that is, though? You just thought? Well, it's just kind of an elven creature. And um, when they're dark, they're up to some shady shit i thought you were talking about one of those uh elves that people see when they take dmt or whatever uh well i've taken a lot of i have taken a lot of dmt in my days and so i've got experience with dark elves you're a big drug guy aren't you love drugs robot pulls out the pulls out the sword okay right here it's i have it written as sword potion there's no way this is right (laughs) oh yes he pulls out the sword potion Okay, I'll just read it as is. Ro- Robot pulls out the sword potion and does some Genos-esque type fighting and shoots a blast that cut- cuts an oak tree in half. And for fellow fellow One Punch Man uh, watchers, Genos, this is an exact move that Genos would do. I think I do get... He did a move that was called, like, sword something. Sword, uh... But then I remember calling bullshit because, once again... It looked more like a trident. Yes. And then it started spinning around, and it also became another projectile. Yes. There is no part of this thing's... Uh, well, maybe that does make sense as a sword potion, then. Uh, well, no, that's still a really bad note on your part. Uh, I don't think there's a part of this guy's body that does not project in some form of dangerous way. So we have Panda saying that, dang, this guy is actually strong, and he wonders what grade he is. Uh, and then Panda goes through a little rundown for us. I love this. This yeah. is where I started to turn around on Panda because Ronnie loves a chart. Yeah. Ronnie loves to break things I, I down. Love charts. Chat and chart see where, charts. Where, st- where people stand. And the, here's also what I love. It's the Panda's rankings, okay? So this isn't official or anything. This is just what he thinks. The, yeah. Love he it. thinks that this is where they are, and I would say he's probably got a good intuition of where yeah. people are. So I'm hoping you uh, love this as much as I did and you have all this, but in case you don't, I've got all this. Of course I wrote all this. Panda said it. Come on. Nice, nice. So we got first grade, and he says Toto, right. which I think we can all agree on that. Yep, Toto is... And then we get semi-first grade, and it is Tuna Sandwich and Blind Man. Yeah, sushi, sushi rice and uh, ponytails. Who is blind? Ponytails. Who is not blind? <laughs> he uh, just likes to keep his eyes closed. Sometimes he takes little peeks. I think we've all decided that. Um, Which okay. I liked that little. I liked him saying that because I did not know where to put Blind Man on this chart because I don't think we've seen like anything from him, right? No, but we. I did kind of get the feeling that he was sort of a leader over there. Or that he was the leader when Toto obviously wasn't around, so it made sense for him to be there. And then once again, this just backs up some of the talks we've heard about. They need to have him in the show more. Inumaki, I think, is what his name is, but I still call him Sushi Boy because he has not done enough yet for me to respect the name. Uh, 
But yeah, we've heard big talks about him. He's up there as well. And then he goes to second grade and has Fushi and Sabrina the Witch. So that was a pretty that interesting. That was a to me. I didn't expect Sabrina the Teenage Witch yeah. to be up there. I expected Fushi, but um, I, not Sabrina. With it being Panda's rankings, I like that Fushi was up there, but I'm surprised that Panda has already deduced that Fushi's that powerful as well. Well, he knows a lot of things, Ronnie. Then we get Semi second, and Panda is on there. What a humble guy. That's what I put in the notes. What a respect guy. for being humble. Our, our rankings, I think we already bump him up to that second tier yeah. because he's being modest. He well, is. He didn't want to do it, so we'll do it for him. He's up there in that second tier with Fushi. And I've always respected this about Panda is that I've always, I think I've always said this to mm-hmm. you. He's a humble guy. Yeah. It's like if I was ranking myself, I'll give myself a B plus, but I did the extra credit that made it an A minus. Yep. That's me being humble, so So you say you feel free everyone to bump me up to an A plus since I'm such a like reasonable guy. Is that you're saying you're great on the podcast? Just life. Life. Oh, you're great on life. <laughs> I'm killing this. Great imagine us getting an actual grade on life. How would it be? Well, in my opinion, it'd be in B plus, done extra credit, A minus, give me an A plus because that's how good I'm doing. Being humble. Where are we at? Semi- you C minus. We are at uh, third grade. Con- now this was a kind of semi second and third because they he's got some that are floating in between. And the kind of semi second was uh, blue. I mean, sorry, kind of. Th- Third and fourth was blue, right? Blue hair. I can't think of her name. Mm. The girl that has a crush you, you, on Gojo. You, okay, so you've kind of mixed things up. It was uh, this is after semi second. We're at the kindest oh, semi second and, and third. I'm sorry, probably robot was in yeah. That. Optimus is Pro- Optimus Prime's dirty cousin here um, yep. because he's kind of like a transformer. I'm learning. Yeah, and then, then we have three. third third grade is Nobara mm-hmm. and Mai. Yep. And then blue hair is, you know, she's on the cusp of third Miwa. grade. Miwa. Miwa, that's her name. Mm-hmm. And then in fourth grade, we have Maki, which... Get fucking wrecked, Maki. Yeah, get wrecked. That's, I, what, I was gonna <laughs> say. that's what happens when you don't have cursed energy. How, how about you get some? Yeah. Man? I mean, wow. Stop wearing glasses to see curses, loser. Robot then says that... <clears throat> he, that he's a semi first grade, which just shits on Panda's whole chart. Yeah. So never mind. I take it back. Panda's chart <laughs> sucks. <laughs> but yeah, that. But he might not be as modest as Panda. You that know is saying? true. He might not be. He might be a little cocky coming into this. So you know what? He's really a second grade. Yeah, yeah. He's on par with Panda. We'll say him and Panda are both second grades. Panda then puts on his cute fighting bracelets. I mean, they're not cute. They're just they're, so ridiculous. They're adorable. And they're not bracelets they're so either. They're like knuckle protectors. It's ridiculous. You're a fucking panda. Get over yourself. He then makes a scary face. And he says that man-made corpses have a core that serves as a heart. And he knows that he has to hit it. So, what do you think about that? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you got to hit the core. Of course, duh. I was with it. Okay. I knew exactly what we were talking about. We then see that the principal made Panda. Principal Daddy gave birth to Panda? I know. Do you think he... What? 
did he poop him or did he give it to someone else to birth? I like a uh, what are those called? I don't know. Um, yeah, at first oh. I was like, oh my god, he pooped him. A visectomy? No. An insectomy? Um, that's just not incubation. There incubation, was. Uh, yeah. That's not right either. That has something to do with chickens, I think. Strangulation. Yeah, well, I don't think Principal Daddy did indeed poop Panda. It seems like it's another one of these things where they formed with just cursed energy. So, I... So I, he made him with cursed energy. Like, he... Because you know how he made the other dolls, but... He well, didn't he say... Oh, then he then says right here, he reveals that he is the one of the only cursed corpse with emotions. Yeah. Born with emotions. Panda is essentially, from what I can tell, is like Mahito. Does that make sense? Ah. Where they're not people, but they're just cursed energy. Um, where, like, because so I think nice I think Mahito is the same way where he can feel emotion. I think it's yeah, just it seems some, like it's it. just dark as shit. Whereas Panda's just uh, he's a he very had, nice guy. He had a principal daddy to keep him grounded. I think is what's going on. Dude, how how adorable was it, though, when it shows the flashbacks of him training? And yeah. he's got the pacifier in his mouth with the bracelets on, throwing punches. That was so fucking awesome. I had the biggest giggles during that. It was adorable. Okay. Yes. <laughs> he's a panda, dude. You gotta admit it when, I mean, when there's a baby panda. But he's not a panda. He says he's I'm not a panda. Well, I know. And he's- I said... <laughs> Get wrecked. No, Jazz. he is a panda though. Metaphysicologist, physicologically, physicologically. How do you say it? I'm uh, gonna say this. Physically. <laughs> how, how am I gonna say this? Physically, that's what I'm looking for. Physically, uh, he is. Metaphorically, he's a he's a curse, but he's not. I don't like to call him that. I'm I just, love a good training montage, though. Yeah, so, but he wasn't a panda, and I was like, "Wow, that's so funny that Chaz is not calling it's not him funny panda." His his it's name really is not. panda. He's nothing. He's not. That's but that's what I mean, though. Physicologically, he's right. panda. Metaphorically, he's a cursed corpse that sucks. Panda then starts beating the shit out of this robot guy, though. It's just an epic panda scene. Um, he says that he hasn't heard of any cur corpse like him which means that robot is not a cursed corpse he's a sorcerer who's who's being remote controlled um from probably a close distance yeah like right outside the boundaries of the event is what they're saying and i still want to see a rule book this guy can just use a drone from that far away yeah it's kind of cheating i mean there's a lot of gray areas in the rules of jujitsu sorcering i've found yeah, Panda says like there's no way that his main body can be that far away because he packs a punch. He's pretty strong. And then Robot says that he's used the Heavenly Pact, which sounds awesome. Right, sounds staggering. You definitely perk up a little bit when you hear someone talk about a Heaven Pact. Also, you talked about Panda really using the fist to beat this thing up a little bit. Did want to mention there was a butt bump in there. Oh, sorry. There was a butt bump, but... Um, I don't, let's not say that. Let's say, use the panda bump. Well, it was a butt bump. It was a rump bump. There you go. A rump <laughs> bump. I like that a lot better. <laughs> he used the old panda rump bump. Rump, not bunt. That's hard to say, isn't it? Rump butt. 
Dude. Dude, it's hard to Wait, say. Wait, say it, say it, say it. Try rump it. bump. Three rump times. Rump bump, rump bump, rump bump, rump bump. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, he used that rump bump. <laughs> there you go. The panda, the PRB. Uh, we're, having, oh. we're having a good time. The PRB. Drinking PBRs while watching the PRB. He says it's a pack forced upon the body from the moment it's born. He was born without a right arm or anything below his knees. Oh my god. Hey, usually I'm the one that's fucking up this pod. I'm so sorry. You are ruining this entire show. I'm so sorry. And it's the stupidest shit that has ever come across my phone. It's like Apple News. It... Is it? I've got, you know, I'm a very responsible adult, thank you for asking. And so I've got um, a timer set to, like, wake up on the morning oh, yeah. to get you my need, day started or whatever. Yeah. And so July 4th is Independence Day. You have an alarm set. Tap if you'd like to skip your alarm and sleep in for the holiday. Hey, no fucking days off. Get off my phone. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. God. Apple. 5, no a- 5 a.m. for my eight-mile run every day. It's... Like clockwork, get off. Do you run to the hot Krispy Kreme hot sign or? Uh, yeah. And now I'm a, the amount of stock I bought. I don't know if you know this. Don't know if you keep up in the stock games. I know you're more of a crypto guy. Uh, Krispy Kreme's public again, ladies and gentlemen. So go, go out, get some stock, get some donuts. Let's just to the moon, Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't actually deny that one i fucking love krispy creams especially the chocolate glazed Ooh. when that hot sign's on you know where to find me baby weirdo robot man then says that he has no sensation from the waist down Ooh. his skin is so fragile that even moonlight burns it constantly feels like needles are stabbing at his own skin but in return he can use curse techniques from this distance doesn't sound like a good return on investment there no yeah dick don't work um. Yeah, the R O I on that is just awful. It's not like you know investing in Krispy Kreme and having delicious donuts. Like that's yeah. something that's worth yeah buying. But this heavenly packed, I'm not. not He's real got sure. it rough. I feel bad for this lad. So, was he born? He was born without an arm, and then he made this pact, or he was born made this pact, and that was. Well, what exactly is the pact? If you don't mind me asking, the, does it ever explicitly say what the pact is? It, I think it says that like he gives up his, his body in return for that, but to me, it sounded like he was already born without, without yeah, an arm. That's what I'm confused. I thought he was just saying it in a way where he's like, "Yeah, I was born so fucked up that in return, like I've just got like the one good thing I've got going is I've got a bunch of this cursed yeah. energy." But he said it's also a pact that was made. Yeah. I wonder too if you're like the his parents were so fucked up in the head that they put the pact on him. I don't know. Baby, I don't know. I, that I mean that could be interesting as much as his whole getup is here. Like it feels like I don't know. Part of me feels like the way his setup is, where he's sitting in this tub, and he's got all these wires doing whatever they're doing, presumably just keeping him alive. Like someone is almost keeping him there. Seems pretty messed up. But at the same time, maybe he's just controlling the Mechamaru bot to go and... I thought it was just like a Motel 6 changes hot bandages tub or something. Or whatever. He didn't ask for this power and would trade it. Okay, so he didn't ask for it, but that also means that he could be his parents that did it. 
I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. I'm sure in the future. But and he said he would he would trade at this it. point. At this point, what I'm leaning towards is the show just saw a good opportunity to use the term "heavenly pact." Yeah, and they yeah. it was an opportunity they couldn't refuse. They're like, we don't even care if it makes sense or not. We're <laughs> just using like, it. We got to use it. <laughs> Because it works on multiple levels. This guy's in hell, but his pack's called Heavenly, so we're just going to use it and uh, put him in a bathtub of his own blood. Great. Thanks, guys. He says he he would trade this power away for his normal body instantly. He's mad seeing a cursed, cute corpse like Panda walking around in broad daylight without a care instead of himself. So he just wants to be a part of society. He's tired of being in a Motel 6 bathtub, and it's exhausting him. Sorry, can you quit that? <laughs> so stuck. Jesus Christ! I got a plague from when I was in that Motel Six the other night. So Robot gets extremely angry thinking about his past in the Heavenly Packs, and he uses an ultimate cannon fire move that comes out of his mouth. How sick was this? Very sick. Once again, doesn't seem fair. Give me a rule book. Panda then realizes, though, that Nobara... Somehow, Elon Musk has yeah. made this robot. And just He's, yeah. put all the bells and whistles in it. Thing's got a flamethrower shooting from its mouth. Yeah, so Panda realizes Nobara is in his line of path, and he decides to block this thing, because Panda's a good guy, and he's not going to let Nobara die like that. So the ultimate cannon fires, and this thing is just massive the animation's awesome the cannon fire seems like panda should explode if it hits him yeah um and they even did but they still did a good job of showing panda like brace himself and do some curse mm -hmm. like a cursed aura around him and he's blocking this thing so his bracelets fly off yeah his punchy protectors fly off and that you know i had to roll my eyes a little bit there because it does kind of seem the punchy protectors have only been in the show for two or three episodes now, and yet they made it seem as if uh, Superman's cape was falling off or well, Captain America's would, yeah. shield like snapped in half. They kind of gave the That's punchy true. protectors a moment. Of this them is kind way of cooler than any of that. Yeah. Lightly floating down. I was like, all right, come on. The punchy protectors were not that that much of a character in their own right. But no, this was the moment where I just started laughing at myself because I looked at the time... <clears throat> I realized that we had been watching Panda for about 12 minutes now, and I was like, holy shit, we are so in the Panda episode. Oh, yeah. Because his bracelets fly off. I had a good ride. I was skeptical for 15 episodes, but my time has run out. You know, the Panda's, You're on it? Panda's a good character, okay? Yeah. No, I, I might have been being a little bit extreme the well, opposite way. Definitely extreme. Robot starts talking his shit, though. He thinks that he just killed this thing. And as he's doing that, Panda says, Boasting is your misfortune, and then calls him a stupid sorcerer. I don't know if he said stupid, but that's what I'm going to add to the <laughs> table. Robot cannot believe that Panda is still alive after taking that hit. Panda then emerges more pissed off than ever, and he is looking crazy, terrifying, and he's in a... An amazing new form, which makes him look so fucking cool, and you can't even deny that. It's badass. It's badass. Uh, it's the same thing from the OP where I was trying to hold on hope that this was a, it was a different panda. 
<laughs> Turns out I was incorrect. Well, you were actually partly correct. Well, right? it was, it's a different core. Yeah. And he's got purple eyes. Those which purple eyes. I, which is what I thought. I saw it and I was like, well, that's probably the correct panda, but it is a different core, I would say. You're like, you know what? They mentioned core earlier. He's probably got three of yeah, those inside. I would presume he's got two to three cores inside that domain that is his body. Uh, I can't wait to see where they go with that. Oh, dude, you know what I was thinking of? You saying that Mahito was similar to him. Do you think Mahito has multiple cores? Well, yeah, he's got a balloon core. Yeah, he does. You know how many times he's done that where he's it's like a oh, dude, floppy how cra- balloon? That'd be crazy if since he can transfigure himself so often, he just has like 4,500 cores inside him. <laughs> the, pa- the Panda Mahito showdown goes and Panda turns into this. He's like, I have three cores. And Mahito's like, I have 47 billion cores. Turns his arm into like a fucking robot army knife Swiss <laughs> thing. Yeah, the panda though with his purple eyes, it just looks like he could burn the world to ashes with it, with that look. Um, Why are you smiling? Because huh? of how, were you not? Do you not feel good about that note? So you were smiling through no, it. No, I what? had to. It was a. I had to throw in an AOT reference. Oh, I because see. It's been too long. What did you say? He had that look in his eyes that could burn the world to ashes. Uh, yeah. God, just a little AOT fanboy over there smiling. I know. I am. Panda is not a panda, guys. We've already gone over this, but he's not a panda. He's a gorilla. Now he is a gorilla. Um, it just I just got goosebumps here, though. Seeing this moment, crazy goosebumps. The skin was tightening up on my body. The hair. You done? Well, the hair is what? Are you done coughing? Like well, I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> something stuck in my throat. The hair on my body was sticking straight up. Because you love gorillas. No, because uh, Panda just looks so badass here, and I am i don't think you're feeling the same way I'm feeling. But. Well, no, I like... Uh, has he talked about the three cores yet? No. Okay, so I don't want to step on you is what I'm trying to not... And then we go to the calling card, which is Jujutsu Kaisen. That's a good one this week. Yeah, they did a pretty stellar job. And then we go back to action, and we go to Panda as a child. We get some backstory here. He's playing with blocks just like any other painted child would. And his father tells him that he has an older brother and sister. And what's on the diaper? On the diaper is a panda. It's kind of cute. You know, it, may, <laughs> okay. it makes me kind of mad, but it's kind of cute. It is, it's very cute. And I'm glad you mentioned that. I mentioned the pacifier. You mentioned the diaper. Yeah. I, I now know that you do like panda because you wouldn't have mentioned it if you yeah. didn't. Just got a lot of panda memorabilia. Panda says, no, I don't. And the father says, yes, you do. They are inside of you. So I was thinking, whoa, did he, is he pregnant? What's going on here? Yeah. But to Ronnie's knowledge, he kind of knew there was a core situation going Mm -hmm. on. Thank you. Thank you for shouting me out there. He said, you'll understand one day. They will always uh, lend you strength. And then we see Panda crushing robots, ultra shield. And he just looks like a badass. He's just so powerful, so gorilla-y in a panda body. It's just So gorilla-y, but really not that gorilla-y. It's kind of just his arms and sort of hands. Everything else is just kind of a vicious panda, let's be honest. But yeah, that's going gorilla mode. Have you never gone gorilla mode before? (laughs) Oh, I've gone gorilla mode. Panda proclaims that he has three cords, not cords, three cores inside of him. (laughs) 
Hey, three chords is all you need for a hit, baby. And Panda knows that. He's a great musician, too. Can't wait to see his album he's putting out. And by switching out with one in his main core, he can convert his body. So he's switched out to the Gorilla Core. So we got three cores. Panda Core, focused on balance. Right. Gorilla Core, focused on power for short, decisive battles. And then we have the Sister Bashful Core. Which... I mean, Which let's is, be honest. It's kind of funny. He's like, I have three cores. It's like a panda, obviously. I've got a gorilla core. So at this point, I'm thinking, oh, shit, what's the third animal? And then he goes, and a woman. Bashful. <laughs> like, I, what? I, I am ready to see that core in action. That's true. I guess it should have its entire own thing, too, yeah? Yeah, you would imagine. And it's bashful, too. That's going to be so cute. He's super embarrassed. So he says that the last move tired out is Panda Core, and his sister core is the one that got hit in the very beginning. Oh, and he thought he died. Fuck! Oh, we don't it. get to see Bashful, man. But maybe it's so Bashful it just never comes out. You know? Ooh, I like that too. And then he says, Gorilla is all that's left as he sends Robot on top of a building. He's just throwing them around. They're doing the old Gorilla versus Robot, you know, normal fighting. Everyone's seen it before. Yeah. Robot realizes he's screwed. He sees this new form, and he's like, I cannot handle Panda in his new ultimate form. Like, I cannot handle this panda that has a panda core, but actually isn't a panda and is now a gorilla, but also has a woman that's bashful, but I probably won't see her because she's embarrassed. But So now he's kind of a panda, but he's a gorilla. I can't handle it. And then if you thought things couldn't get crazier, Ronnie, Panda announces that he's going to use his unstoppable drumming beat ultimate move. Oh. And I'm so here for it, dude. That name is just, oh. That's like, um, that's awesome. Panda, that's all you got? That's awesome. Well, I was, here's what I was going to do. I was trying to drop some Pokemon knowledge, but I kind of, uh, um, I had a blank. Oh, I was shooting blanks earlier. It's been my fourth time today. Chill out, Jeffrey. Pandas then says that Robot doesn't know that he completely almost destroyed two of his cores and that next time he'll be finished. He then jumps all the way up to the building where the rap music starts kicking in and you know shit's going down in jujitsu when that music starts yeah, going. They drop a sick beat. The epic fighting ensues and we have Panda Gorilla moaning and groaning. Whoa, jeez. They blast through uh, building rooftops. Robot starts to run away. You know, he's one of those guys that just starts running from battle or anytime, like something's not going his way, he just runs away. I mean, in his honor, in his, the defense of his honor, he's got like three cores he's trying to beat. That is true. It's not fair. He doesn't know that, though. Robot then smashes a tile up near Panda's face. And Panda can't see, obviously, because when a tile gets smashed on your face, you can't really see things. That's the other thing. Mechamaru has such an extensive moves list. The way I liken it is like everyone else we've seen thus far in the show is basically like if you've ever played uh, Super Smash Bros or um, like a Mortal Kombat 
I'm not good at those games, so when I go in, I only know how to do one or two moves because I'm only hitting single buttons, and I yep. find one that works, and I like to stick with it. And then you're just like, if I just press this enough times, I'll win. Mm-hmm. But if you ever dive deeper into those games, and you go to how to play, mm-hmm. and then you look at the moves list, you realize that there's actually 30 different moves it's that crazy. you can do, yeah. and all of them just have these incredibly uh, dense move code like button like codes down arrow, that you have to put it's like down, down arrow, right a, left a right trigger and yeah. you got to do that all in this certain amount of time you got to do it perfectly mecha maru is the guy who actually went and learned all those therefore uh-huh. he's got 27 moves because all he does is just chill in a motel six bathtub mm-hmm. bleeding from his legs hope he's okay so yeah, he he fools him with that little trick, and then he goes for the last core of Panda as he hits Panda. He actually does hit him. He he senses where it's at and hits him. Robot says, you did well for a puppet. But then Panda says, I bluffed. My core, my core position was moved with cursed energy as I manipulated it, you bitch. What? And it's when they say stuff like that, I'm like, oh my god, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's just so... I mean, come on. <laughs> At what point do you not just... <laughs> Oh well, oh yeah. It's like it's like playing fight with your six-year-old cousin, where they make the rules and they're like, yeah. "Oh, if you uh, hit me, then I lose." And then you hit him, and they go, "Oh, but you didn't know I put on my secret vanisher uh, slide demon, and therefore you haven't won yet." And then they punch you, and they're like, "Ah, you lose." Yeah, but it's, it's like, like the that. it's like uh, don't step on lava, and they yeah. accidentally step off the pillow that's in the floor, and they're like, "Oh, well, I was wearing my anti <laughs> anti lava gear. I took a heat potion yeah. back on Rock Three that you didn't see. It lasts for thirty seconds. I'm gonna still make it to the end." You're like, "What?" <laughs> it just felt a lot like that. Oh, I've moved my core to where if I'm Mecha Maru, I'm just like, "You fucking kidding me?" Yeah, but that's what he gets though for. Being in a hot tub in this moment. If he was in the battlefield, I feel like things would go a little different. His skin would be melted off. My voice did not crack. But yeah, Panda then says he smashes Robot first off, okay? He breaks his arm off and then smashes him in the face. Straight badass. But as Robot's laying there, Panda says, I've never been jealous of humans. They are creepy anyways. Um... He says, but deep down, I do understand them. So right now, he, he just beat Robot, but Panda's cool enough that he'll have a little conversation after after the fact. He's not a sore winner. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Panda is the type of guy where it's going to take a real poisonous dick of a character to make him have a prolonged battle with Panda and then not come out like friends of some sort yeah you know what i mean they're on different teams they can go at it but mecha maru is walking away well he's not walking anywhere he's sitting in a tub and he's going you know what that panda stand-up guy mm-hmm. and panda means the same thing he's like you know what that guy has a tragic life i wish the best for him yeah you know what robot or you know what mecha maru mm. isn't a stand-up guy <laughs> no he's not <laughs> But yeah, then he says, Panda then says, I've never been jealous of humans. They are creepy anyways. And I've already said this. That's okay. But I like to, I, I want to redo that though. Well, please. Mahito, 
I think Mahito and uh, Brocano, they've both said that they are the real mm-hmm. humans, right? Yeah. Panda's, he he thinks humans are kind of creepy too, but he does not have that mindset that they have whatsoever. It doesn't appear so, no. Mm-hmm. But he did have a principal daddy. He did have a daddy. And then he says, I'm sure you have your own hardships too. Um, if you want to make something happen or if you need help, I will help you, Mechamaru. So Panda's just a nice guy. We've already said this. He's the best character in the show so far. Mechamaru starts thinking back to advice he got from his schoolmates. So he thinks back to like Toto and other Kinto people. Kintonami with like a word, but okay. Huh? What the hell did you just say? I just said Kintonami with like a word, but all right. He says one day he wants to be tougher with everyone and tougher. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what is the, it, the word is not supposed to be tougher, is, is it? Is it not? I don't know. You're the one that didn't know. seem confident. I was, thinking about, I was thinking about how much I was missing Nanami. He says one day he wants to be together with everyone. That's what it's supposed uh, to be. <laughs> so you, at first you said... Tougher. Tougher with everyone? Yeah, and you didn't call me out on it. So it so, shows wow. you're not paying attention. And then he gets sad. Um, panda then says, I am a panda. I won't care what you look like. He says, just come on out. Let me see you, bud. Yeah. And he's like, I can't. He said, I can't because I'm missing an arm. My skin's falling off. It feels like needles are poking me every day. I'm in a fucking bathtub at Motel 6. Uh, it's full of blood. I smell really bad. I've got bandages all over me. Um, and Panda smiles and says, well, good luck with that. <laughs> he, but that's basically what he says. And then he goes, oh, wait a minute. By the way, I do need your phone, though. Let me steal your phone real quick. And then we go to... Maki being incredibly strong against Mahi, Mami, Miwa, Miwa. Oh my God, against Miwa. <laughs> there are a lot of M names, as you'll come to find yeah. out. And then we go to the ending and the Juju trolls. What? The, I'm gonna call it the Juju trolls because Look at you. Did you do this all they note? did was troll Mechamaru the entire yeah, time. The end. Kind of makes you sad when you hear about Mechamaru and his mindset. He just wants to be friends with everyone, and they're like uh, dicks. It's the kind of like fake niceness. I feel like they're being nice to him, but they're using him as like I do my little brother, where I'm like, oh, how quickly can you give me a cup of water? I'll time you. Is what they're doing. Like and none of the other guys yeah. will help us out with our task because they see through our bullshit. But you always help us because you're trying to get more friends. And you always have to say like half a second or a second slower, mm-hmm. so he thinks, "Oh, I was close to my best time. Yeah, I, if I do it a couple more times, I'll beat that time." Uh, but yeah, Mechamaru, he's just trying to be a good friendo. And then we zoom out for truly the first time, and this is where you see his situation in its fullest. And, uh, I mean, this guy's just hooked up with more wires than you know what to do with. He's also sitting, as we've said multiple times at this point, in that small bathtub that appears to be filled with blood. It's uh, it's a raw deal, and I hope the best for him. I'm, I'm cheering for this guy. I, did, I like this guy way more coming out of this episode. I'm more intrigued by him than I was going in. Before I thought, oh, is this guy just a cheater robot? No. I kind of like this guy's story. I'm interested to see yeah. where we go from here. I really want him to step outside and say hello to everyone. 
even if it burns his skin off. I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm just interested now that they've set him up to be so tragic, what they actually end up doing with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Or just turn his body into a robot. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. This guy's screwed either way. If he can't even go into the moonlight without dying... Well, you didn't think about how... How about this? Did you even consider how he has a heavenly pact? And when heaven's involved, all things are uh, possible. Yeah, I'm sure his skin totally won't melt off as soon as he steps out of that building. (laughs) Uh, But that's the end of the episode. Did you have anything else? Nope. Um... We, I'm bad at podcasting. There's been a couple questions. If you know you have a question inputted into the show right now, most of the stuff that isn't Juju uh, related, we're saving for the Learn a Little Somethings with Ronnie and Chad. So look for them there. You can still send us questions regarding Jujutsu Kaisen or not at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com, uh, at podcast chronic on Twitter. We'll get to them eventually. Yeah, we'll at least try to. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're um, a question we want to talk about, we'll get yeah, to and it. And if it sucks, sorry, we're not reading it. Get better. And that we, leads we, us into our first ad, Get Better Help. We never will get better, but we want you to get better. We will stay the same yeah. exact way. Yeah. We're better already, help. We're already as better as we can get. That's the end of the episode. I'm Ronnie. I'm Chad. Uh, peace. Peace.